didn't feel like I was I was good enough for everyone else was better than me and yeah that was holding me back in my younger years that was my enough is enough moment and you know I'm going to get serious about this and, and get myself in in great shape I think it was a gradual transition and you just get to a point where you just don't care what other people think anymore to be honest yeah we hold our clients accountable to to the process and we get much better results with, with our clients through doing that the service is much better generally people don't change when we're telling them what to do i don't tell my clients what to do i ask them questions that helps them change their perspective on things yeah ultimately i just want to be remembered as a, as a good person who who you know gave a shit about the health and well-being of, of the people that that he worked with Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. If you're new to the show, uh, you'll learn very quickly that I bring on super, super, super cool people that have an incredible story and they share so open-heartedly. The reason why I'm doing this is for you to excel in your life and to go after your dreams. My big, fat, hairy, audacious goal, whatever you want to call it, is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. That gets me up in the morning, but right now you're the most important person to me. So I want you to take your notebook out, take some notes. Hopefully you can get one or two tools that will excel your life and also laugh a little bit, have a good time. Who knows what's gonna happen today? I'm I'm traveling virtually today all the way to London, uh, going to talk with a pretty cool guy Kind of, uh, his story is quite interesting. It was a little bit like me, a little bit chubby, a little bit too short, but he, he found found a love in, in the workout. And today he's helping other people going after uh, their transformation when it comes to lifestyle and health. Uh, so before I introduce and tell you his name, I just want to read something that I that I read uh, because he also has a podcast called the One Percenter Podcast, and uh, I like how what his definition of a, of a one percenter, and I just want to share that with you. And uh, a one percenter is someone who has reached an elite level of success in business or sport. They are prepared to do what ninety nine percent of people won't to achieve what others only can dream of. And that's just something that I, I, I can totally re- relate to. So without further ado, let's welcome Ed Jaffer to the I Love Success podcast. Hey, thank you, Peter. It's a, it's a privilege to be here. Really, really grateful. Thank you for such a kind intro. And uh, yeah, really good to be here on your podcast. Awesome. I just want to go back to, you know, when you were young, because I, I, when I, when I learned a little bit more about you, I, I could totally relate to that. I was short. I was the shabby kid. Uh, and <laughs> even the girls were taller than me. So I, I can relate to that. And uh, can you just talk about like in that moment where you were, when you were in that stage of your life, the confidence is low, uh, you're seeing all the other cool kids doing their thing. Like what was going on in your mind at that point? And, and what, what happened for you to move past that? Yeah. Um, I got to cast my memory back. It was a few years ago now, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my, my confidence was low generally at school. 
I was always the smallest kid. I felt like I was the smallest kid anyway. I probably wasn't, but I, it felt like I was the smallest kid. All the other boys seemed to be growing up faster, taller, had bigger muscles, and I just was, you know, little old me. And uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of, you know, had an impact on my my mental state as well. I wasn't very confident. I was very shy. I've always been very shy. I've always been an introvert guy. Even to this day, I'm not the loudest guy in the room, but. You know, so I've always had that, 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 those introvert qualities about me, and I do see them as qualities nowadays. Uh, but back then, you know, if you're not the, you know, if you're not standing out, you're not the loudest one in school, then you're vulnerable. You're, you're, you know, you're, your potential, you know, your potential to be the potential to be bullied is a lot higher. Um, and I, I was picked on at school. I wouldn't say I was, you know, because I know there's a lot more severe cases of bullying. So I wouldn't say I was I was bullied or such, but people tried it with me. People picked on me because I was quiet, I was shy. And yeah, my confidence wasn't very high. Didn't feel like I was I was good enough for everyone else was better than me. And yeah, that was holding me back in my younger years. Yeah. First of all, thank you for sharing this. And and I know many people listening to this show can relate to that because I think many people that are listening to this show, they're not exactly where they want to be in life. That's why they're here. And and I do believe in wherever you are on your journey, we, we always should strive to grow because there's more lessons to learn and, and we can serve more, more people and you know live a happier life by doing that. But I know people that are listening now that might be a little bit down on their luck. They have a li- maybe a little bit low self-esteem and uh, they can relate to to what what your experience at that point. Can you just share? I mean, that that's a tough moment. I know myself. I I wasn't the most bullied, but I was bullied uh, a little bit. I I was you know small, and I, I I can relate to to all of that. And in a way, most of it's it's in your head, but also at that point, people are like kids. Kids can be cruel, and adults too, right? But it kind of sucks. Uh, so. Can you just share, like, was there a series of moments that changed this and changed the trajectory of your life? Or was there something specific that you can relate to that kind of was the tipping point? Um, There there probably was a series of moments, but, you know, I can really, I I can highlight one thing that I would say was was a turning point for me. Um, And it was when I went on a, a holiday it was probably my, I think it was my first holiday. I've never been on holiday as a youngster. So it was only when I, when I um, grew up and I was about 20, 21 and one of my first boys holiday, as you do. And, you know, this was back in the day when we didn't have smartphones with cameras on. We, you know, when pictures were being taken, it was the old school, you know, cameras with film that you had to take and get processed when you got back. Um, <laughs> So when I got back from holiday, I was going through the photos and there was a picture of me. And, you know, a lot of people would say I probably wasn't in the worst shape. But for me, you know, it was just quite an embarrassing picture. I had a belly. I had man boobs. Um, I wouldn't say I was overweight as such, but I was definitely out of shape and just not happy with my body. So I'd already kind of dabbled in a bit of training and working out at that time but wasn't really seeing the results but that was kind of my my turning point I didn't want to look like that anymore that was my enough is enough moment and 
you know, I'm going to get serious about this and, and get myself in, in great shape. So that was my turning point. Thanks for sharing that. And what happened after that moment? Did you, did you work with a trainer? Did you find the information yourself? Like how, how was that journey? Because people like, if you're, if you're not watching this, uh, just, just Google Ed Jaffer and you'll see he has a, a pre- pretty good physique. So uh, kind of curious, like what, what happened at that point? Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I commit myself to something, I, I, I go all in with it. I go all in with it. As you sort of introduced me at the beginning, a one percenter is, is is the guy or the, or the sports person or the business um, entrepreneur that that does that goes to an elite level and does the things that ninety nine percent are not willing to do. So when I decide I'm going to do something, I get quite quite an obsessive nature about it. So I didn't have a trainer. I, I learned everything I could learn about the body, training, workouts, nutrition. And, and at that time, it was in books and magazines, right? Exactly. Yeah, this was about you know twenty one years ago now. So it was harder to yeah. get the information. Yeah, there wasn't obviously the internet was around, but it, you know it, I wasn't. I don't even think I had a computer at that time. Like yeah. certainly didn't have you know a smartphone that could access the internet, YouTube. Um, yeah. So yeah, most of it was you know the typical bodybuilding magazines that I used to buy. Um, Men's Health, Muscle and Fitness, Flex. Those are my my favorite magazines. I used to used to get those every every month, and yeah, just reading through those, learning as much as I could, um, and yeah, just just starting to to apply it, and yeah, the, the you know it wasn't getting results immediately, but I was so focused and determined that I wasn't going to give up and. Eventually, I'll start to see the changes. And can you share, why was it important? After seeing yourself, you weren't happy with your body. Why was it important for you to to be in shape? What was the root of, of that importance? Yeah, I think that's a great question because it wasn't just about having a great body. It wasn't for vanity. I mean, it was. I'm not going to lie. It certainly was about I did, I did want to look good. Um, but the reason I wanted to look good is because I wanted to be more confident. I'd spent the first half first half of my life not being very confident, being that shy, quiet kid that didn't feel good enough, felt like everyone else was better than him. And, you know, it was really, you know, I, I just became sick of that. Well, why is everyone better than me? What do they have that I don't? You know, and for me, I just I kind of identified it was more of a self-confidence issue. So it's like, what can I do to have that confidence in myself? Well, I could go to the gym. I could start working out. I could look like this guy that I've seen in the magazine. Then I'd feel great about myself. I could look like, you know, I used to like wrestling, WWE. Yeah. I could look like, you know, the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan or, or Mr. Perfect, as, as were the big wrestlers back then. Yeah, and these guys had so much charisma, character about it, so much, um, yeah, so much charisma about them that, you know, they're big superstars and it's like, wow, I wish I had that confidence. And yeah, so that's kind of where it come from. And, you know, they had great physiques. They had great confidence. I thought, yeah, if I have a great physique, will I have that kind of confidence? And yeah, it, it you know, the rest is history. It changed my life, really. The day I started going to the gym, lifting weights, I didn't start at the gym. I started training at home. But yeah, the the, the day I decided to to change my body was, was a was a 
was a big change for me. It improved my confidence. Um, and that played into other areas of my life. You know, I, you know, I was more confident with, with women. I was more confident in my job. I was more confident to leave my job and start my own business, which is, which was a huge step for me. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a big deal. And, and that's kind of linked into every other area of my life because I, 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 you know, I went into the gym. I, I then became a personal trainer, got into the fitness industry. That's how I met my partner, you know, who I now have two boys with. So it's like, well, I was at a point where I'm either going to take this path of just carrying on as I am, or I can take this path and go this way instead. So, you know, I'm not saying I've got a perfect life or anything, but I feel like I've taken the right path and I'm, I'm striving to be better every day. I think we're all striving for more. We're all striving to be better, whether it's through physical health and fitness, whether it's in business, whether it's to be a better husband, father, you know, mother, wife, whatever. We're all striving to be 1% better every day. I'm sitting here with goosebumps, Ed, because I, I can relate to a lot of this. And I think people that are that are listening to this show hopefully can, can see and understand that when you make a decision in your life to go all in on something and, and, and do that for a long time, you're going to, re, going to see results in other areas of your life, especially if it comes to your physical health, right? The physical health can change your posture. It can change your mindset. It can change your confidence. Like there's so many things that it's hard to even explain to people who haven't started the process yet. Uh, the body and mind are linked. You know, if you know the body and mind are linked, you if you're feeling down, sad, depressed, get up and start doing some star jumps. It will be impossible for you to feel, you know, at least not a little bit more happier, optimistic as a result of moving your body. Because the body and mind are linked. It's impossible not to. You, know, you could be in the worst situation, you know. We've had a tough couple of years with COVID. You know, it's challenged us a lot mentally. But you get up and start doing some burpees or going for a run, it's impossible for you not to feel feel good after doing something like that, or a little bit better at least. Yeah. So, you know, it very, it very much starts with get yourself up, get moving. It's going to improve your mood. It's going to improve your your physical health and your mental health. If If mentally you have more energy and you're happier, that's going to have such an impact. It seems like a small thing and it is a small thing, but you know, it's that small little, you know, it's, it's almost like turning a big lever and it just, like I say, it plays into so many areas of your life. If you're in a better mood, you're happier, you have a better energy about you. You're more confident. You get more things done. You make better decisions and it just, you know, it just, it really does spill into everything you do. And how, how long did it take until you started to uh, feel more confident in your life? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think when I started to see results, really, when I started to see results and you know, people starting to notice, it just gives you more confidence. It's like, you know, I'm going from this shy, quiet kid that always sat in the back, the corner of the class, you know, hiding away. Um, not necessarily sitting at the back of the class, but mentally just kind of, yeah, you know, distancing myself because I wasn't really 
you know, I was shy. I wouldn't kind of be first to put my hand up and speak. Um, to people starting to notice me, because I felt like people didn't notice me before. Again, it might have just been in my head, but I felt like people didn't notice me. And when I started to make these changes to my body, my arms started to get bigger. I started to, you know, pull on T-shirts and people could start to see my physique changing. It's like people started to notice me and comment and it, it gave me a bit of an ego boost, you know, not going to lie. And it made me feel good. And it gave me more confidence. I was more confident socializing. I was more confident with women. I was more confident in, you know, by, by, by doing that, it gave, gave me it opened up my mind to other possibilities well you know if it's giving me this confidence what can i how can i use that how can i harness that power and i actually read a book by paul mckenna who's a he's a he's a british hypnotist and he wrote a book called instant confidence so i read his book for this is all me i'm gonna see what he's got to say here so i read his book and you know it's from that book that and he also had another book called Change Your Life in Seven Days. So I don't mind giving them a little plug because they're, they're, you know, they're, they're quite impactful for me. And, you know, this, this, the psycho psychology behind, you know, how we think and what we believe and how we have the power to change that was just really, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of a, an epiphany moment for me. And yeah just gaining that confidence it's like okay right what can i do with this power that i have and literally i was in my job and i was thinking to myself i'm not enjoying this i don't want to be spending the rest of my life doing this what were you doing at that time so at the time i was a i was a technician i was a field service technician so i was driving around pretty much the southeast of england um going into going to betting shops, doing, doing jobs in those shops and, you know, you know, servicing and maintaining their equipment and making sure and, 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 and also like uh, refurbing new shops, that kind of thing. But, you know, it, it was, it was good. It gave me some good, good skills, but it wasn't something that I wanted to be doing forever. You know, it wasn't what I was born to do. I don't think anyway. And you know, it, it was after reading that book, a week later, I decided, you know, as I was going through one of my fitness magazines, there was an advert to, to become a personal trainer. So I thought, do you know what, let me, let me check this out. Let me give them a call. See, ya. you know, again, I don't think there was much in the way of internet. So I didn't go online. It was just, let me call them up, call the number that was in the magazine and <laughs> see, see what's, see what the situation Love. is and uh, what, what courses they offer. And you know, yeah, literally a week later, I thought, you know, it was quite a bit of money for me to invest in myself, but I thought this is this is an investment in me and my future. It's what I want to what I want to do. So I just took the plunge and 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 did it. And uh, yeah, studied to become a personal trainer. So yeah, the rest the rest is history. That's you know, got into got into the fitness industry. Took me about a year and a half to complete that course, which I was doing obviously part time around my full time work, um, and yeah, got myself into a gym. Started working off voluntary at first, just to get get in there and you know get my face out there and, and learn my craft a little bit, and uh, yeah, then got into personal training. I love it. I mean, that's uh, I think a lot of people, you know, uh, when, when we're talking about being introvert and that that 
it's actually qualities. And I, I, I want to talk more about that because I know for a fact, and you know this to be true as well, there's many people just like yourself that are, you know, doing things that they, they don't really enjoy. And uh, I know some people have family situations where there's hard, it's hard to make that shift, but I, I do believe that are, there are ways to doing it. And that's why we're doing this because I want to empower those people because it's not a good life to live to, to go with that feeling that you, you have something more in, inside of you. Uh, so can you just talk about the qualities of being an introvert? Because I think in today's society, it's like everybody needs to bark the loudest. And, and I don't agree with that. You're, you can live your life in a very beautiful way without being the most extrovert person. Yeah, I think, um, I think the most important thing really is whether you, regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, I think the most important thing is that you are yourself. You're not trying to be something else. You're not an introvert trying to be loud, trying to be an extrovert, or vice versa, because it just doesn't work. I think the most important thing is that you you are yourself, and that's how you stand out. Yeah. You know, that's how you, you you can shine your light the brightest by just just being yourself. You know, some people will resonate with you, some people will be attracted to you, and others won't. But that's but that's okay. You know, some people will resonate and be attracted to you. And others won't. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. By being your true, authentic self, you are going to attract the people that are, are are meant to be attracted to you. Was that hard for you? Because I know, you know, I, I was bullied, I didn't have any friends, and then I went the opposite. I wanted to be liked by everyone, Ed. So my problem was that I molded so much in new groups with new friends just to be liked. And I realized that I got friends that didn't really care about me and things like that. But I, I learned that uh, through many years. And then and now I feel like I have the ability to be, to be my authentic self. Uh, mm. But I'm curious, how was that journey for you? Did that come easy for you or like? Uh... Um, I, 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 can, I can really resonate with what you said there because I was exactly like that. I felt like I was trying to, you know, probably for the first 30 years of my life, I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to, yeah, trying to fit in with other people. I would find myself taking on their characteristics. Um, you know, maybe that was just because I spent a lot of time with certain people. But, yeah, I don't think it was until I was around 30 that I just didn't really care anymore. don't know what changed, really. Maybe it was because of the confidence that, by that point, I now have in myself and not trying to impress anyone. I'm not, you know, I really don't care whether you like me or not. I just try to be my my true self. And if you like that, great. That's let's chat. If you don't, that's perfectly fine too. Totally respect that. But yeah, I don't think I think it was a gradual transition. You just get to a point where you just don't care what other people think anymore, to be honest. Um, yeah, just be myself and, and, and I feel that's the best way to be. That's beautiful. And, uh, I know you started your business, you, you started doing personal training and at some point you had almost too many clients and you were, can you just talk about that? Like when you, you start working and then you have your dream, but then you have too much going on and you're, you're not able to, uh, to do the, 
the work as good. Can you just talk about that process? Because now you have everything you dreamt about, but it's still it's still kind of burning you out at this point. So I'm curious about that journey as well. And I know everybody that's going on a big growth journey in their life, they get to that stage. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of them, we see this with a lot of successful business people, athletes, musicians. They, they are not able to go past that because it, it, it is really hard uh, even when you it, – it sounds kind of <laughs> – Sounds so stupid. You have everything, but it's still hard. But then you have to go to the next level. So can you just share that for the people that are in that on in that part of their journey right now? Yeah. Well, in anything, in anything in life, you 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 solve you solve one problem and it creates a bigger problem. So it doesn't matter how successful you are. The more successful you are, the more problems you're going to have. So it's just learning to to navigate through those obstacles that we. That we face because they're not going to go away. There's always going to be challenges. Yeah. You're never going to get to a point where you've uh, you've made it and your life is perfect and you know, all your problems are behind you. It's never going to be like that. You know, you know, the, the bigger you become, the, the the bigger problems you get. And for me, with personal training, yeah, I, I got pretty busy pretty quickly. Um, I almost dropped out of the industry pretty early on because you know what they teach you in PT school isn't really. You know, they teach you the practical skills about um, the human body and, you know, nutrition, which a lot of that I'd already I'd already known, but I just had to get a qualification. But they don't teach you as much as to how to build a business. And, you know, I wasn't picking up clients at first. I was struggling. And then, um, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to learn how to sell my services. I, need, I learned how to market and sell my services um and once i did that i got pretty busy pretty quickly where a lot of the other pts in my gym were struggling at the time you know i just i pretty much cleaned up one one january with all my new sales and marketing skills that i'd kind of read in a book another book um i put them into practice got a lot of clients got really busy in that first first month built my business um but then you find like when you're busy as a PT, you can't do as much of the sales and marketing side of things. So you end up becoming very quiet. Once a few clients leave, you end up almost back to where you started and you have these, you know, these peaks and troughs. And, um, you know, so it can be a bit of a roller coaster ride. And, you know, that industry was fantastic when I was, when I was younger, but, you know, it requires a lot of hours. I was in the gym at 6 a.m., wasn't getting home till 7 p.m., 8 p.m. And, you know, now, now I've got kids. I've got two kids and can't be doing that. I just can't be in a gym all day, every day, as much as I love it. Um, yeah, so I now don't have very many one-to-one -one clients. And the ones I do, I train them virtually. And, and now I have more of a, a coaching program. We do a 90-day transformation, which is it's all online. So it allows me to to deliver my services in a more uh, in a more leveraged way that doesn't require me to to meet clients in person and uh, yeah it's just a much it's a much more it's much better and more sustainable setup for for both myself and my clients so it's a win-win i think a lot of um trainers are struggling with this right it's uh 
a lot of people get into the personal training business, you know, because they love training and they love the human body. And then you realize that, oh, I have to actually run a business. And the busier I get, the, le- the le- less time I, I, I get. Uh, so what other tips can you, can you give to other young, specifically trainers or people that are selling, selling their hours for knowledge? Uh, what can they do? Like, how, when did you realize that and how did you shift that in your business uh, to, to be order to, to serve more people? Mm. Yeah, so I probably realized that about, well, maybe six, seven years ago now. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd get busy. But, you know, this is pretty much, I'm pretty much capped here. I can't really get any busier. There's only, there's only one place to go and, that, and that's down. I mean, I'm going to, I'm as busy as I can be. I can't take on any more clients. So the only thing I can do is wait for a few to leave. And, and I've got to kind of start the rebuilding process again. Um, so, yeah, I started looking for ways to, to leverage my time. And, um, yeah, so I started to look into online coaching worked with various coaches as well to help to help me transition and uh, yeah just the use of technology the use of um, you know it's not even too much it's one of the biggest fears a lot of coaches have online coaches is the tech side of things there's not even really um, you know a lot of tech when I talk when I mean tech it's just jumping on a zoom call or picking up the phone to a client. There's nothing more technical than that. But there are platforms out there that you can use to, to deliver your service in a more efficient way. So yeah, transitioned online. And um, yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, 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 a, it's a, better, a better way for me to, to deliver my services now. Not only for myself, but it protects my energy. So that, again, that, you know, if we're, if we're operating from a higher energy, we're happier within ourselves rather than burnt out all the time, jumping from client to client. If I'm if my energy is good and I can serve my clients at a high level and they get better results as well. They don't have to worry about traveling to see me. They don't have to worry about being in a specific place. They can just, you know, they just can, they can just work out in their own time, in their own location, wherever they are in the world. And yeah, we just coach them through the process step-by-step is a step-by-step process that we we take our clients through and they just need to follow the blueprint, implement what we teach. We hold them accountable to that because there's a lot of information out there, but unless you're actually taking action on it, you're, you're not going to, you know, you may as well not know it. So yeah, we hold our clients accountable to, to the process and we get much better results with, with our clients through doing that. The service is much better. And it just works. It's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. And why why are you so good at this, Ed? Um, well, I don't know if that's for me to answer that. You're probably better off asking some of my some of my clients. Um, but you, you know, as I said earlier, you know, when I started training, I have a bit of an obsessive nature about me. If I want to do something, I want to do it. I want to go all in on it. So, you know, I give it my all, I give it a hundred percent and it's just a relentless pursuit, a relentless pursuit of being the best I can be. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just about setting a high standard for yourself. A lot of people have, don't have 
high standards for themselves. You know, if I say I want to, if, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So it's all about maintaining a high standard for yourself. I don't like to tell my kids, you know, that they, you know, if they, if they can't have a certain thing, I like to, I like to hold firm on that because if I said it, then that's that's as it is. If I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So yeah, it's just about holding a high standard for yourself and just being non-negotiable. I feel we operate better when we're non-negotiable, when we're, when we almost force ourselves into doing something. When we have too many choices, you know, if you've got a choice of getting up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or staying in bed till 8 a.m., you're probably going to stay in bed till 8 a.m. But if you give yourself no choice, I actually feel I operate better now because I've got two kids. I thought it would, I thought it would um, hinder me in a way having two kids. I thought I'd have less time, and I do have less time. But with that time, I make sure that I'm I'm non-negotiable. I'm disciplined. I find on the days that I do have more time, I actually get less done because I look at my diary. I've got a nice clear schedule. I think I'm going to get loads done today, and then it gets to three, four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like. What the hell did I do? Yeah. I got nothing done. But if I if I see a pocket of thirty minutes here, fifteen minutes there, I'm going to really focus those thirty minutes. I'm going to really focus those fifteen minutes, and I get more done in those little pockets of time than I do if I've got a whole day to do something. If I've got too much choice, too many options, you know, I don't get nothing done. If I've got one choice, there's no other choice. This is what we're doing. So, and it works better for. My training as well, like today. Today, I actually tracked it on my Apple Watch. I normally train for about 45 minutes, hit the weights, and I might burn somewhere around 280 calories. Today, I didn't have as much time. I had 30 minutes, so I thought, let me just get down there, smash it out. Got down there, did my workout, looked at my Apple Watch. I'd actually burned over 300 calories. So I did it in less time. I was just, I just... I was training efficiently. I wasn't messing about. I wasn't staring up at the TVs. I wasn't just, you know, it was just focused, 30 minutes, let's get it done. So sometimes less is more. No, I love that. And and I love the non-negotiable and being decisive. For me as a martial artist, uh, my father and sensei uh, taught me something. It's called Bushido in Japanese, which means the way of the warrior. And there's different virtues. And I read this yesterday. One of the virtues that was nice to remind me is when when a warrior says something, it's like it's already done. It's not not necessary like, hey, Ed, I promise you I'll be there. No, if it's said, it's done. And when I read that, I was like, that's that's so cool. There's so few people that are like that. You have to remind them, you have to do this and that. Where does that come from from you? Does that come from your family? Does that come from some moment that happened? Or just like, do you know where that ability comes from? Because it's, it's, a, it's a damn cool ability. Well, I, I ask myself that question every day. I don't know where it comes from, to be honest. It's not from my, it's not from my parents. Because um, my parents are quite, they can be, you know, as much as I love them, they can be quite um, indecisive at times. And I feel like I'm indecisive at times as well. But, you know, when I do make a decision, I commit to it. I don't know, I just think it's, it's something inside of me that just doesn't sit so well. If I say I'm going to do something, 
and I don't do it because I don't like that. If someone says something to me, oh, I'm going I'm to do this for you, and they, and they don't follow through, then I don't actually like that. I like to be in, you know, I like to have integrity with what I say. Of course, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There, there are occasions where I, I say I'm going to do something and then well, for whatever reason, you know, something gets in the way. But, you know, I, I work my hardest to, to make sure I get that thing done. I'm curious to your take on this. I, I think it was Tom Bilyeu. I had him on the show and we were talking about, you know, uh, beliefs and setting a new belief for yourself because a lot of people especially when it comes to fitness or life transformation you need to change the beliefs you have in order to reach to a new level and according to him is don't quit if you hire a coach or a trainer or somebody don't question the belief just go do it and, and I think I think that's beautiful in a way what I've noticed is that people that are usually not reaching their level, they start to question everything. Like they go, they hire a trainer. Like, why, why do I do this? How, this doesn't work for me because I'm shorter, I'm taller, all of those things. So what are your, uh, how do you teach your clients to kind of tap into that belief and how has that worked for you? Yeah, well, I mean, I like to instill the belief in my clients, even before they, even before their clients by, by sharing a lot of, success stories of what I do and you know a lot of the, the, the clients I work with it's not just about me it's about who I help so I don't like I don't like to just talk about my experience all the time I like to share my client stories you know where they've come from and how they've because often my clients don't want to be like me they don't want to they don't want to compete they don't want to you know I competed on stage in fitness physique shows I've done photo shoots the majority of my clients don't want to do that yeah. but you know, my clients, they want to just be a better version, better version of themselves. They want to be a bit leaner, a bit healthier, a bit more energy um, to be able to run around with their kids a bit more, to, to prolong their life and have more energy and happiness. That's, that's what they want. And, you know, it, I instilled that belief by showing them, well, this is so-and-so who did this, this and this. Why can't you do that? You know, how can we help you do that? And we have a conversation, we address their challenges on the call, you know, and we look at where they are. So every, every time I speak to uh, a potential new client, we get on a phone call. You know, it's my, my program is not something you can just go online and buy. Every client that comes into my program has to go through, go through me. And, and that, that's why we get a lot of success because we only let in people that are a good fit for the program. They have the belief that they're going to do it. We have the belief that we can help them. And then it's, it's, you know, it's a winning situation. If they don't think they can, they can do it, they're not going to join the program. If I don't think they, they can do it, to be honest, I believe everyone can do it, but it's, it's down to them. If they don't believe it, then, yeah. you know, they have, to, they have to believe it and they have to be prepared to make some simple changes to their life. And if they, they feel confident that they can do that, then we're pretty confident we can get them the results that they're after. But if there's too many barriers, you know, like I say, people, you know, well, I've tried this in the past and, you know, I've done this or I, I can't do that. You know, if you're, you're, you're putting up these, these blockages, but if you're just open-minded, if you if you have that growth mindset where you just trust the process and go with it, be open, 
you know, a lot of people, they have their beliefs. And part of my job is undoing some of those beliefs. I'm doing some of their learning and helping them to relearn some new things. You know, when you learn something and you believe it to be true, it's, it's quite tricky to undo that and tell them, actually, that's not the way we do it. This is going to be a better approach. So, you know, and really it's, it's down to that, whether they, whether their perception or their perspective changes or if it doesn't change, you know, they're not going to change. Generally, people don't change when we're telling them what to do. I don't tell my clients what to do. I ask them questions that helps them change their perspective on things. And when their perspective changes, then they can change. But if their perspective doesn't change, if their mindset doesn't change, then it's going to be very difficult for them to change, even if they do everything else right, even if they do the training, they eat the food, they don't believe it, and they're going to be holding themselves back in, in a massive way. I totally agree with you. And and in my opinion, I think the reason why you're so good at what you do is because most you you were there, like you, you've been where your clients are, you have felt that pain and you understand what it takes uh, to, to bridge that gap. Uh, and I mean, lis listening to your journey is just, is just uh, incredible because I love to, to be around people like that, that didn't have everything set out for themselves, but somewhere, uh, somewhere on the way they, they, drew a line in the sand it's like no more now it's the time to 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 change and i think it's also important for people to see this is a long progress i mean this is a 20-year journey and like people see you now confident family all of that and I'm, i'm curious if you would wouldn't have started training what do, where do you think your life would have taken you how, how do you think your life would have looked like um I ask myself that question quite often. I don't know where I'd be, to be honest. Um, to be honest, uh, I probably do know where I'd be. I'd, I'd just be doing the same thing. I would have, you know, if I stayed in my comfort zone, I'd still be doing the job I was doing. You know, when did I start there? Probably you know, 20 plus years ago now. I'd probably still be doing that. I'd probably be counting down the days to my retirement. You know, at the age of 41, I'd be like, oh, only another... 30 years to go <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, I'd just be counting down the days, just going through the motions because most people are just going through the motions. And, you know, we, we, the brain loves routine. The body loves routine. You know, how many times, you know, if you go to the gym, you go to the same locker. Oh, sorry. I'm just pulling out my earphones. <laughs> You go to the you go to the gym and you go to the same the same locker every day. You know, you you get out of the bed the same way. It's we have these patterns and behaviors that unless you change them, you will you will just fall into this rhythm and routine and you'll just do the same thing over and over. It's like Groundhog Day. You know, you do the same thing over and over again. And you know, you have to you got to kind of step out of that comfort zone. You got to make the decision. You can either let life happen to you or you can make, make life happen. You can take charge because, you know, there's, there's certain things that are out of your control. Life and your life situation is, 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 is out of your control. You don't know what's going to happen in your life, but there, there's, a, there's plenty of things that are within your control. Like, 
when you get up in the morning, how you start your day, what you do in your day, the food you put in your mouth, how much water you drink, how much sleep you get. You know, obviously, if you've got kids, that might that might vary. But there are so, there, there's so many things that are within your control. And one of the things that I say is focus on the things that you can do, not the things that you can't. Because we always bitch and moan and complain about what we can't do or this happened or you know, it's not fair because of so-and-so. Forget all that. What can you do? What can you focus on? Focus on what you can do, not what's going on around you, not the situation around you. You know, last two years, we've been in a pandemic. We've been in lockdown. Gyms have been closed. Businesses have been closed. There's nothing you can do. But you can control how, you're, how you feel. You can control, you know, the food that you put in your body, your health. That's still within your control. And if you can get that right, then, you know, everything else is going to be okay. I love that. Uh, one thing that I am very passionate about is success and, and really redefining the concept of success because I think it's different for, for everyone in a sense. Uh, what what does success mean to you uh, and what does a successful life look like? Oh, I think uh, for me, this might be a bit morbid, but when I, when I die... I just want people to remember me by, you know, I want to leave behind a legacy that, you know, I helped people become a better version of themselves. I help people become more confident. I help change people's lives. And that's, that's ultimately what I, what I want to be remembered for. And, you know, I want my kids to be proud of the person I am and what I did and what I achieved. So yeah, if, if, if I can do that, then, because success is relative, right? Success can mean different things to different people. You know, it can be having a lot of money. It can be having more free time. It can be, you know, just being fitter and healthier. It can be meeting your dream partner. It can be having kids. Um, you know, it's a bit of all of those for me, really. But yeah, ultimately, I just want to be remembered as a as a good person who, who you know, who gave a shit about the health and well-being of, of the people that that he worked with thank you for Talking sharing like that. i've gone already <laughs> yeah no thank you for sharing that and I, I know we're getting a little bit deep here but i i that that's my whole goal to go to dig a little bit deeper because i think there's so much to learn from from someone like you and you and you have so much knowledge uh, how what are the small things you do on a day-to-day -day basis that improves your life that maybe you not don't talk about all the, all the time with your clients? Well, I actually do talk about them with my clients. It's just having those non-negotiable habits. Life is all about your habits. The, the habits that you use, that, that you operate from, yeah. will shape the way your life is. If you're, if, you're, if you're operating in your life with bad habits, then it's going to lead you down a path of, of perhaps not such a good life. If you're operating your life with the you know, good habits, And, you know, then it's going to lead you down a better path. I think the most important thing is consistency in anything you do. That's why I use the word habit a lot, because habits tend to be a consistent, repeatable action. You know, I don't put my clients on any diets. I don't put them on any crazy workout plans because that's not a habit. Yeah. You know, drinking less alcohol is a habit. 
right? It's cutting out alcohol, cutting out bread, cutting out sugar. It's a diet. And diets don't last. So I always say to my clients, it's not about changing your diet. It's about changing your eating habits. That's what will make you successful. It's not about changing your diet. It's about changing your eating habits and your lifestyle habits because that's what's going to create success and longevity for you. If you're following a diet for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, or some kind of workout plan for 12 weeks, it's like, what's going to happen after that 12 weeks? You might think you're going to follow it, but you know, when life gets in the way, you're not going to follow it. You're going to fall off track. And we all fall off track from time to time, even our good habits. But when you have those good habits cemented in place, it's far more likely that you'll, you'll, you know, you'll get back on track a lot quicker. Whereas if you're on a diet and you fall off track, you know, it's likely to spiral out of control. Yeah. I like that. And uh, all about discipline and habits. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think those are the those are the hardest thing, right? And especially, I love what you said, diets don't last. Because people always, always ask me like, hey, how, how do you eat? Because I'm in, I'm in good shape. I was, was an athlete for, for, for many years. And like, how do you eat? I said, I eat what I want. But I, like most of it is pretty, pretty healthy. Uh, and okay, how often do you train? Yeah, I, it's a habit for me. I just go, I go to the gym. I don't get hard on myself if I don't, but it, it just nothing crazy is just do, doing it. And, and, and I think that's, that's what people don't want to hear. Most people, they want to mm. get this, you know, a, a hack or quick fix that, yeah. I mean, truly, truly it works for a, for a certain amount of time, but then, then life happens to you, right? Yeah, really, it's just simple. It's just following the simple habits consistently. People are looking for hacks. People are looking for there must be a, you know, a more complicated way. They like, they like to complicate and confuse things. But often, it's the simple, simple, consistent way is the best way. Set yourself a simple, some simple habits. You know, make them rules, rules for your life. Yeah. You know, I make it a rule that I will drink at least two liters of water a day. I'll make it a rule that I work out at least three times a week. I make it a rule that I do 10,000 steps at least five days out of seven. At the moment, I'm making it a rule that I'm in bed by 11 p.m. and I'm up at 6 a.m. And when you have these rules and they're just rules and non-negotiable, you know, it's not I will get up between, you know, between six and seven. It's I'll get up at six. I'm going to do my 10,000 steps. I'm going to go to the gym. And then, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a habit that way. And then sometimes when you do fall off track, like last week, I like yourself, I mean, I, I, I missed a couple of workouts last week. I think I, I think I went to the gym twice, but you know, I don't worry too much about it because today's Monday. I got back on it today. I'm back on track and I don't worry because I know it's a habit. It's not going to be any more than a couple of days that I fall off track, if anything. <clears throat> Even, you know, when we first went into lockdown, I took I took probably a month, a month off yeah. training. The gyms were closed, so I thought it was just, you know, a good opportunity just to rest up my body. But, you know, even that, it's like I started working out at home, yeah. you know, within a few weeks. So it's like, 
you know, just this is my habit. I have to, I have to get back to it. Yeah, it's the rules to live by, right? And I think that it it's very much aligned with what I try to live by as a martial <laughs> artist. And it comes down to you know the sense of pride of who you are, right? And I. I realized that when you when you get good habits, I went to Vegas this this weekend and had a great time. But the funny thing, it was, I didn't want to. I did. I wanted to have good food, of course. I wanted to have like one or two drinks, not more. And I was excited to go to bed early. This might sound super boring for a lot of people, but I was excited to you know go to bed not at four a.m. I was still stayed up two or three hours more than I usually do to wake up in the morning and just feel good and go to the pool before anybody else was there, you know, move a little bit. And, and it, it's kind of interesting how like the perception that going out drinking on the weekend and partying that a lot of people had and that, that I used to have, that that's, that's how you celebrate life. But once you get into other types of habits, you realize for me, celebration is uh, you know, this morning I went to Gold's Gym here in Venice. Uh, I love going there. Then I went to Bulletproof and had a nice cup of coffee and I was excited to meet with you. And that's a party for me right now. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's like you, you can shift your perception completely, right? Yeah, we're having our own party here. You know, yeah. I'm exactly right? the same. I used to enjoy those things as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I still do from time to time, but your life changes and, you know, what's you know what was important to me then is is no longer important to me now I, you know i again i very much look forward to waking up early yeah. and having time to myself that's a magical time for me that excites me and uh yeah it's it's an important point because generally what we enjoy and what we have what we find fun we do more of so you know, one of the things I teach my clients, how can we make this fun for you? How can we make your workouts fun, enjoyable? How can we make the food that you're eating fun and enjoyable? Because normally when people want to achieve a goal, they think they've got to sacrifice everything. They feel like it's got to be a punishment. They feel like they've got to give up alcohol. They feel like they've got to give up cake and chocolate. And it ends up becoming not so fun because you're taking all the fun out of your life. And that's why they don't succeed because they've just got rid of all the fun. They, they feel like they have to punish themselves in order to, to be disciplined and it's really not that at all it's just you know it's about incorporating what you like making the change to some of those habits and and yeah just make it fun you're speaking my language man i like <laughs> it and <laughs> uh, i gotta let you go i know it's a uh, nap time here for your kids the last question i i and and thank you Ed. i truly enjoyed our conversation uh last thing for people that listened so far and they're ready to, you know, go on with their day. What's the next step they can do in order to get a little bit closer to their dreams? What should they do right now after this show? Well, what you said there, the next step is to, to identify what that next step is. Because often we, we have goals, but we don't know what the next step is. So the way you can identify what that next step is is by writing down your goal where do you want to be in three months six months a year five years go as far ahead into the future as you want but usually the further you go the more the more clarity you, you lose because you don't really know 
for sure where you're going to be in five years because that can change all the time. But, you know, you can have a pretty good idea where you might want to be in three months from now. So start there. I mean, with our clients, we start with 90 days. So, you know, where do you want to be in 90 days with your health, your fitness, your business, whatever it might be, whatever the goal, just stick your flag in the sand. This is where I want to be. And then you start reverse engineering it. Okay, what are the priority actions that I need to take to get there? What are the priority actions? And you break it down into a, into a series of steps. So you break the long-term goal down into a series of steps. And you start to create a step-by-step process for yourself. And when you've identified the priority actions, then you need to schedule them. It's something I call um, a GPS, GPS system. You know, if we put a GPS on in our car, it navigates us to our destination. It's the same thing. You have the goal, then you identify the priorities, and then you schedule once you have those priorities, you put them in your schedule and then add them to your rules. You know, if something's in your diary, you're going to do it. If you say you're going to do it, you do it. And you schedule it in your diary. And then you can see what, what your next steps are. This is what I need to do tomorrow. This is what I need to do the day after. And yeah, that's that's how I would that's how I'd go about it. Set the goal, identify the priorities, and then schedule them in your diary and protect that time. They are the most important. You know, the, the time that you work on yourself is the most important time in your diary, I say. It's it's the most important meeting of the day is the, is the meeting with yourself. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> Ed, thank you so much for your time. And uh, before I let you go, if people want to connect with you, work with you, uh, where, where can I find you? Yeah, I mean, I hang out on uh, LinkedIn most of the time. Um, so LinkedIn, Facebook, if you type in Ed Jaffa, there's only one of me. Um, we're running a free five-day challenge at the moment, five-day program for, for busy dads that want to get in shape. Uh, if you head over to www.ditchthedadbod.co.uk forward slash register, then you can get access to that. But yeah, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, if you type my name in, Ed with one D and then my surname, D-J-A-F-E-R. Should be able to find me. Just drop me a private message and uh, happy to connect. Awesome. Thank you, man. I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure connecting. Hope hope to see you in person sometime in the future. Maybe have a nice and healthy dinner and connect even more. Absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Thanks. And thank you, everybody who's still here listening. We know in today's day and age, an hour is a long time, but I'm I'm consciously doing long format because I want you guys that are here. I know if you're still here, you're, you're connected to this message and you want to have a better life. And, and that's why we're here. As you know, I have a big, big mission. I want to help a lot of people. So does Ed. So please share this with somebody who needs to hear this message. Give me a review, uh, find me and subscribe on YouTube or and all the other platforms. I would truly appreciate that. And I can help spread my message to more and more people. That's it for this week. Uh, and I'll be in touch next week. Take care, guys. <music>